0: The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello, Sue rose Minahan. greeting all of you for Talk Cosmos. We've actually been going for a month. This is our fourth session, and it continues the archetype of Taurus. Taurus is an archetype, and you wonder, what is an archetype? An archetype is that collective, unconscious experience that humanity has experienced throughout time. And astrologers use archetypes, in this case the 12 signs, as a reflection of the cosmos to better understand life. It is so huge. It needs to be in compartments. So this show, top Cosmos, focuses on the meaningfulness, the intentional meaningfulness of our roots in the stars so that we may implement our free will, which is our gift of being a human, understanding how we are reflected in this huge cosmos that we live in. Taurus is an energy and all of what we speak of is energy. It's symbolism and energy. It's that language, the language of the stars that really has been passed down since the beginning of time, but finally uh, quantified, you might say, 3,000 years ago, with when writing began. But Taurus is part of that instinctive element before writing, which we all have, even as a baby, as we know, as in Aries, we have resources, but we haven't developed them. And it's that growth development, which we are in the second house, the second stage of Taurus. And when I bring in house, I mean that in relationship to the whole zodiac or the whole horoscope because there are these 12 signs and it's a continuation. So back to the energy and back to the instinctive that I was speaking of, it's instinctive and how we relate often is through pictures. It's ruled by Venus, Venus is of love. Everything is through the heart. How else can we really understand our emotions, our feelings and all this? It has to do with the body because we, at this moment, the energy that we move forward in is wanting to solidify. It wants to be fixed, as we call it, <clears throat> in, in an energy form that has life. And so sustaining that life is the utmost uh, value of Taurus and the unification. It involves body language. And therefore, today we have a wonderful guest, a special guest. You're listening to Talk Cosmos. And it's John Talevich a chiropractic doctor who has worked for 40 years in Sierra Madre. He's a director of life works in Sierra Madre. He also has a special workshop called peace project and the peace project encourages the individual collective communication creative expression so without much more I will introduce John hi John
1: hi Susan Rose thanks for having me
0: oh it's a delight truly a delight you know the body which chiropractic emphasis really, works to align because if i understand the body well we understand that the body has its language and it holds in emotion it holds in information that we want to access so getting body treatments is really a way of opening up that uh, sensitivity to us yes
1: yes it is the way the nervous system developed a means by which we connected with each other
0: through our senses that's so true we have the senses of sight hearing taste all these instinctive resources because Taurus if it's going to have a life and i realize you're not an astrologer but you're very very receptive and with all your study of 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 other Metaphysical forms. It seems in our conversation you understand this. So I'm just for the audience. You know, John uh, isn't an uh, actual astrologer, but like many of you, has a great sensitivity and awareness of it. So I'm just relating a little bit more of the astrology as I bring up as John speaks. But yes, it's resources we need that to keep that life going. But it it's that unification. How would perhaps you can. I'd love to hear, as we've talked before, about your thoughts about that unification process that works through either chiropractic or the art, whatever inspires you.
1: Well, I think my, the way I would respond to that, Susan, is that um, wholeness is a state of being, and the emotional states, the states of happiness, are states of mind. And aligning our state of mind with our state of being is the unification itself.
0: Absolutely. You express it perfectly. That's right. As yes, integrating that heart that calms that mind because the fact is that we can get fragmented, emphasis on something and integrating it through, Either that body language or art really focuses, especially art, on that spark within us, that quiet spot.
1: It is a very unconditional act, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, the meditative, that's very true. Very true. So with your peace project, that really integrates wholeness, as you're speaking of. I'd love to hear about that.
1: The Peace Project is a group experience where individuals paint small pieces of uh, plywood, which are part of a bigger puzzle. And I would say that it takes almost a childlike state to sit down Mm -hmm. and paint a piece of wood and not having any real idea of where it's going or why you're doing it. But pretty soon, people are um, asking to pass the red, and, oh, that's a wonderful color, how did you mix that up? And it's um, a state of relatedness that becomes very unself-conscious. So the actual art experience occurs when people take those pieces and we put them into the completed... Um, form that the pieces came out of. And so what you see is that people are uh, witnessing the, uh, the end result of the mysterious process that they entered into, and they're seeing, in a way, what the collective experience actually looks like, because when the form's complete... All of the pieces are in, and everyone's contribution is there right in front of them.
0: That is really a special uh, workshop. You know, it. I'm thinking about art itself, just to explore. You know, I was, the, for 40,000 years ago, Neanderthals, as it's thought of now, painted in caves, Cave Laco. I hope I'm saying that right, in France, and the imagery, and to reflect. And I was thinking, well, I was thinking really of the fact that uh, all of, well, according to with astrology, it's light reflection that happens so much, you know, with the different angles in the chart, and even in the daytime, for instance, there The beautiful sunsets and the sunrises that often are always involving color. And the fact that we replicate everything in our life to why? To better center on it, to look at it. So even now, imagery is so instinctively important with Instagram. uh, Yes, again, people are reading that way. It's a a whole, well, we have languages too, of course, Chinese, the Asian countries. Languages that focus on pictures. So, this, that, what you're doing really brings in this whole unification, this reflection. So, by, yeah.
1: It's revisiting that phase in our evolution, isn't it? Right. Well, Well, I wonder about that too. Didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
0: No, I'm listening. Go ahead, please.
1: Those were small groups of people, a hundred or people or less uh, that were in those tribal cultures where that p- cave painting came from. And I imagine that there was there were one or two people that were recognized for that capacity. And at one point, one of those people set out to do that. And it would be much like uh, any of us having a painting and putting it in a gallery and having other people come and look at it. Uh, There was a moment where whoever those tribal people were stood back and shared that experience. And I think that's the same thing with the Peace Project. People stand back and have the shared experience of that moment in the same way that it occurred 40,000 years ago. So they're ritualizing that phase in our neurological development or that conceptualization, as you described, the urge to reflect on and express what we're seeing and experiencing and put it in a form that it can be shared, uh, is revisiting that, that evolutionary state. And <clears throat> excuse me, what went with that was a sense of connectedness that um, is tribal connectedness. Which yes. we 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 are sadly lacking today.
0: Well, it is. We are. We get isolated, and again, that <clears throat> becomes part of the fragmentation. You know, I've wondered too. I've jotted a couple of notes here, and I love this conversation. I've wondered too about who were those persons that did this extraordinary work. Our world today is so because of. Well, what I'm trying to say is, it's so disenfranchised from that right brain thinking we've introduced the left brain with the the words as tools and etc trying to balance and expand of course but still it's a stage but one wonders if 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 everyone was intuitively involved with the entire nature of the world and there were pictographs all over the place so I think it was Fairly common. At least it was a language that everybody understood. So it'll always be interesting if we could go back to find out because who? If there were just a few people, because certainly now there are always a few in any category that that happen. But this ritualizing, that is so extremely important to make form, to make form. bringing it back to the Taurian idea that this it's it's a fixed. One of the aspects of Taurus for astrologers is fixed. That energy, this motion, finally rests. So that fixation of a form, whether it was in the caves or whether it's in the pictographs or whether it's with Peace Project, which is so dynamic, it, it really gives us that importance to recognize that it's important to to express in these pictures mm-hmm. it, yes right to get in touch with emotion
1: well I think also one of the um, evolutionary stages in our human development uh, was predicated on being seen and heard a good portion of the brain is devoted toward Recognizing the emotional states of other people. And the value of that evolutionarily is that we then extend empathy and care to those people that we see and are able to read the emotional states in. That furthers our survival because we are bound to that person and will seek to protect that person.
0: Oh, I like this.
1: So the... The power of ritual is that we celebrate each other. We celebrate a common belief, and in the process, we are witnessed, we are seen. There's an African saying, I just love, it. it's, I see you, and the other person says, I am complete.
0: Ah. Again, that reflection, like the universe, as we, well, as, as the ancients hermetic as below, as above, as above, as below, without, within. It's a rather long one. But again, it's that whole relationship that we share. We are always in connection, however we might realize. And so finding it and unifying it.
1: And the person that painted that uh, drawing, Susan, must have had some sense of the future. And he or she may have been thinking... I was here. I want to let you know I was here. And that person was speaking to us, and we're speaking about that person. So mission accomplished on that person's part to ritualize the common reality of their humanness, which has been passed on to us.
0: It's true. It's true, which also tells how astrology, just thinking from that angle, relates. Because... You could also say that one is, whether it was for the future, it's for the mere existence, for the mere existence of life, that life exists. And by doing something, by, by, by functioning, by that self-sustaining activity of life, one shows that they are alive because it, it's that visual in this case, the visual proof. They see something, something changed because they did it. You know, it's, it's just a, another tool, a resource beyond your own. So it is, in a, mm-hmm. as you say, a gift for all of us, which then goes into the other parts of that of that chart. I agree. But there's something so fundamental about mm-hmm. just purely expressing mm-hmm. to the best we can. And mm-hmm. so often there are Words are not always possible. It is through mm-hmm. these other means that we're able to to replicate because we see it, and using that sense, we can repeat it. We can put it down or change it or, or look at it closely, you know, just like art therapy. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that expression is... An example of how the fixed the form the place that those people occupied was alive with another dimension which was the ability to be more than the initial fixed design Ooh. that there was a new level of expression that that particular generation of people carried in as a result of the ongoing evolution of uh, of everything cuz they didn't always have that they didn't always have art so something new came out of the form that that was that particular generation of people
0: yeah thinking of art i was realizing the importance of sculpture too because you know, there's little figurines. If going to Smithsonian or wherever, the Smithsonian of course is one of our, but many, many, many museums have these ancient, ancient artifacts mm-hmm. of little figurines, often of Venus, of the well, Venus is worth centering on Taurus, of, of because they can be fertility of fertility of that life form, and. Then the golden age of Greece with all the statues. And then I was thinking of the Renaissance, another really empowered time where artistic Uh, form flourished with all the sculptures. And there's that touch facile three dimension. In fact, this lodges to brain. I just noticed on space.com that as of a few days ago, there is, let me get, the Milky Way that from Berlin, they've now been able to map in a 3D map the Milky Way in color. They have 1.7 billion Incredible. Yeah, stars from the galaxies, which speaks also of some other energy. Well, Iran Tar- as far as astrology, which is that planet that rules the oh higher mind and mm-hmm awareness and and authentic self and everything, is going into Taurus for seven years but regardless it's that form that 3D form of the galaxies and I yeah
1: that's new (laughs) that's a different cave drawing
0: yeah exactly, there you go, we're moving on that's true yeah well back to the body, let's because it in the half hour, we will be breaking. But we have a few minutes here. And the body.
1: A gift as, from the ancestors.
0: Yeah, it is hereditary, yes. And when you, for chiropractic work, is that where the work helps align uh, expression for getting in touch with feelings? Do you find that? People that return talk about their feelings. Not that that's your Maybe I'm not sure what your practice involves that way.
1: But. Well, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One of them is that touch invites a certain amount of intimacy, and also going to a person that you are going to place yourself in a state of vulnerability is a special step too. The reason I say that is uh, most of us carry some degree of trauma and we have a saying at our workshops that that has been done to people by people can be undone by people with people. <sighs> And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The earliest tribal cultures relied heavily on the development of empathy to ensure survival by bonding us to each other. So that created a state of protection. If you were not if you were not accepted in the tribe, you were rejected, it was death. So when we're injured, it usually as a result of being injured by other people, or we personify life itself, life is out to get me. So when a human being, another person shows up in a state of vulnerability, it means they're coming in from the cold in a certain way. Um, Usually, though, they're driven in by some degree of pain. And to my way of thinking, there's a number of different reasons why that occurs. But to put it simply, you enter into a relationship with a person that's very trusting and very childlike. I don't, almost, yeah, no, this is this is absolutely true. Um, the body is an animal. And we all have seen animals that have been beaten and neglected. And if you go to touch them, they might bite you or... You might touch an area in their back or something, and they, they they, howl. People are like that, too. And so I think one of the things about chiropractic is we, we touch our patients. And so it's an opportunity for those who have been marginalized and feel uh, isolated, even though it might not show on the surface, to test the waters and see if it's safe to come in from the cold.
0: That is very profound, I like that. I, it really is true, the touch, that is a real, the sense our, our entire body. But trauma, which again can put us in shock and stop us from really connecting
1: It's that African saying again. Basically, you're just saying to that person, I see and hear you. I invite you. And the deeper brain recognizes that and will respond. And they will feel that they are. And you can feel it. It's a sense of movement. It's a sense that something now is moving forward that wasn't moving before.
0: Yes. Movement. That's so true. And it helps us get through the darkness to find that light well at this moment I'm going to make a, a comment that you're listening to talk cosmos on 1150 kknw you can find that online or we have an app their app is named a little differently it is kknw that's like northwest AM because it is an AM radio station, and that's for iPhones. And of course, if it's not an iPhone, uh, you'll need to find the Android. But right now, we will be taking calls at the half hour. The number is 888 298 5569. I'll repeat that 888 298 5569. You can call for any reason, you can call to speak with. John, about anything that might interest you. You can call about Taurus if something inspires you, about your experiences of finding expression through this subject of Taurus that we're talking about or others. And if you have a chart and want to ask for something, the response will be in relationship to Taurus and the Venus and the that aspect the best we can in a few minutes. And if you want to look at our site, talkcosmos.com, you can certainly find John with his about his chiropractic and also about the peace project. So that number again is eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. We'll be back in just a bit. To take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Taurus. By leaving a cycle based upon initiation, the energy of Taurus integrates spirit into a solid form of matter that is tangible and physical. It's an Earth sign, concerned with self-sufficiency and the values to maintain the strength of a life form throughout its survival. Hello, this is Annie Hart, spiritual teacher, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM,
1: where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars.
0: Hello, I guess we're back again. And yes, I'm calling from Hawaii momentarily, and John is calling in from California, And the rest of you might be in many, many places. And we would love to hear from any of you. So if you would want to call, call 888-298-5569. Tonight we're talking about Taurus, about art, about the body. Venus, as a matter of fact, Venus is always involved. Venus, the goddess of love and all the other factors. So if you have an experience... And this line will be open for about quarter two, so... Hi, John.
1: Hello, Susan. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, here we are again. Uh, Let's see, about... About integrating spirit into matter. That really does signify Taurus. That spirit into matter, our body into solid form. And all the unification that you're talking about with what would you like to see as far as helping uh, that, that can help, that you see helps get in touch with this language, body form of our Yeah.
1: Body. One of my mentors, Norm Shealy, felt that um, a more appropriate model would be spirit, mind and body rather than the other way around that alignment to our original instructions, uh, the way that we're designed to ourselves in the form that we find ourselves in and the gifts that are in that package. He felt, um, he's the founder of the American holistic health association, MD, that, um, alignment with purpose, um, was the ultimate expression of health and that we needed to um, find, we needed to recover parts of ourselves that we lost and discover the gifts that came with this unique package that each person finds himself or herself in.
0: Norm Sheehy, yes. I think Norm think Yeah, Sheely, I think he worked with Caroline Meese too.
1: Yes, he did.
0: Certainly, this is the goal, because then we can use our free will if we understand. And in understanding, it's experiencing Mm -hmm. so much. It's not Mm -hmm. just the mental. It's connecting through that heart. But if it is the mind to the spirit, is that because it's the direction of intentional, intentional purpose?
1: Well, I think you brought it up earlier. You talked about higher self or the higher consciousness. And I think the relationship between our expression of self and that higher consciousness is, it's filtered through the limits of our self-identification. Our, who we think we are can be a, a limitation to um, what we are. And so uh, we need to find ways of accessing the whole higher spiritual self that we are to be fully alive. And um, that can be challenging because uh, we may not have the language to do it. Um, there may be things about us. We may be one of those cave People where we had this strange sensation that there was something we wanted to do, but we'd never seen anybody do it before. But I think I'm going to pick up this piece of charcoal and just head over to this wall (laughs) and see what happens. Well, something, you know, came something the the scales were tipped at that point and something that um, what you might describe as spirit or higher self began to express itself through that person. So, however we can do it, as a chiropractor, we have this uh, essential tenet called the innate. And the innate refers to the intelligence that permeates all of creation. And the chiropractic approach is to make sure that on the physical level, there aren't any areas of blockage between the innate intelligence and the way it's expressed through the body. There's a great poem by Hafiz. I think it just, it touches on this. It's, I'm a hole in the flute through which blows the Christ's breath. Listen to the music.
0: Oh, John, that is just beautiful. And that truly is Tarian itself. I love Hafiz. I have a book. I love him. And, my goodness! It just shows how that desire and the love of doing something, which is also the Ven- Venusian, uh, which is protects us. I'm not, I'm not sure Well, protects us in this. That's not the word I wanted to use. The word I wanted to use is the attraction. It 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 engenders life, mm-hmm. form, mm-hmm. the the beauty. Um, it's, it's a mathematical mm-hmm. focus too that has been. But the hole in the flute and the music coming out—it's like the pipe and the water. The and the whole fact of eliminating obstacles or reworking obstacles so that they function and and we put it, see a new perspective. That movement, like you're saying, it's—that's
1: it. Change of perspective. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. So the fearlessness mm. of of pursuit always in any strength, there's always the opposite. And that does create the shadow of what we are because the Tarian can be so strong in determining their life that, and, and, encasing it in in all these uh, Mm -hmm. factors can lose well lose in the sense that they come to a a lack of resources you know we Mm -hmm. only have so many personal resources and we need to go ahead so there's that fearlessness of 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 the opposite of, of gaining resources with other people and in a sense all these not These Venusian aspects we've talked about—the body Mm -hmm.
1: work—and
0: is done with another person. Exactly. And art, you know, has the the gift of just like Picasso or Van Gogh, all these prolific artists that daily just did hundreds and thousands. Well, thousands might be an exaggeration for a day, but still, <laughs> <laughs> in a moment, yes. But but extremely productive, um, obviously for their own self, but many of them eventually shared. I mean, it's hard to, unless they're totally destroyed, it's going to be looked at. You're going to get mm-hmm. a reaction. So it is that ex- uh, expansion or uh, like reflection of us with others, just like... Mm-hmm. Morning and, yes, the light coming in. Yeah,
1: and he hit it right on the head. Uh, We're all wounded, and uh, we don't want to go around the source of that wounding, right? Other people. So we isolate. We don't show up in groups because, you know, somebody might see us, and we don't want to be seen. Uh, There's a great um, statement by Milton, I think, that addresses. He's talking about, you know, we're talking about Taurus and how we can shape within this form by using resources. Uh, This is a little bit of the shadow side. Milton wrote, or else in prison, a great prince lies. And he's referring to those people who have taken their toys and gone home at the expense of their total spiritual expression, that, that we have the ability to kill ourselves off if we feel sorry enough for ourselves to not avail the um, connections that would move us out of our our dark space, or else in prison a great prince lies. That the you know we're all great souls, but left to our own devices, sometimes we could end up in that prison made of our own uh, our, our own our own choices.
0: Well, that's a, that really shows the strength of mm-hmm. art because in that certainly there's always if one wants to be judgmental mm-hmm. and it's hard not to be to a certain extent but the essence would really be without that judgment realizing it's the moment and it serves what it does at that very moment that we can express something on a very basic fundamental mm-hmm. method mm-hmm. without having to have a discourse Mm -hmm. which involves many other aspects
1: Mm -hmm. yeah we have to trust ourselves to uh, put down that first word or that first stroke of paint and in so doing we invite the rejected person you know which is i can't do anything and i don't want to do anything to well let me just try this on uh that's movement and that's you know seems insignificant but the act of doing it is is extraordinary because you choose to do it.
0: Yes, free will and not insignificant. I'm just I laugh. I love this. Invite the rejected person, ourself, and that's really it. It brings that awareness of our parts, of our very personal parts, uh, which we have, a manner of just utilizing our own life in some mythology.
1: Restores so, trust in ourselves, too, I would imagine, with enough practice.
0: Yes, that we can do and that it works and that we get more familiar. Everything seems, well, being familiar has its advantages because then we can mm-hmm. feel freer to expand on it despite, you know, the freshness and, and all of mm-hmm. that. I'm just reflecting on this, John Milton how we can, and as you say, shape by form in, in that prison, breaking out of, of connecting, unifying through motion, whether it's body form, healing aspects, unblocking the channels, or whether it's art. That's right. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, the meaningfulness really is mental it's, it's conceptual, and looking at Venus is it, that language of love, of the heart, and caring for oneself, caring mm-hmm. for oneself.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. I heard a story about the Dalai Lama being asked about self-loathing. He got this look on his face like, what? what's that? And uh, he had to lean over to one of his advisors, and he was puzzled for a while, and he says, Oh, very strange. And the, the story um, suggests that Westerners in particular have a certain preoccupation with perfectionism or a sense of self that, that, that is actually loathable and rejectable, and um, it's, not, it's not universal, you know that you don't know, have to work at hating yourself
0: that's beautiful
1: <laughs> yeah that i think people that are in cultures where they don't have the luxury of that they they may have other issues but um, i thought that was an interesting story absolutely that, uh, you know, we really you know we really can do a job on ourselves and that you know the 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 very idea that we have to talk about self love and then maybe ask ourselves, what does that mean, buy myself a new pair of shoes, or what does it actually mean? I think, it. first of all, it starts with the question, how can I love myself? How can I regard myself in a loving way? And, um, you know, we have to come up with our own answers
0: is true although I think it's also experience I'm thinking as I look here in Hawaii I'm on the big island every day in island life on the inside page from the front page there's a gorgeous picture of some part of nature could be a flower waterfall this particular one is a sunset up here in waikaloa which is not far from Kona and it's a gorgeous sunset in the terrain and Looking at life, just the beauty, wanting to reflect that beauty. Not that every day is beautiful. I mean, even here we've had our clouds, (laughs) I have to say. (laughs) You know, life, reality strikes. But generally, having that experience of reflecting nature. Nature is so tarian. It's growth. It's the seeds going up. It's being in touch with the, the natural world. And, 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 of course, we realize that the more we strive ahead of the moment rather than the immediate moment, and art brings you into that reflection, that mediation of, of timelessness of, that connects with all of source as we ponder and look, like looking at a rose, perhaps. It's just you can dwell on that moment without getting further away. It grounds, that's the word, grounds, thank Mm -hmm. you. We haven't discussed that important feature of Taurus and Venus, two feet on the ground. We're part of the earth. Gaia, this living entity. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think being... back to the Dalai Lama, who thankfully realizes, but self-love, love love for others and love within, I think without, it might be that projection of of noticing others, but if we're treated and we experience in that life, or we learn somehow to, to experience an activity that describe some expression of ourself even though we can't put words to it because pictures are worth a thousand words. It, 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 it gives that right brain an integration or the body. Well, I want to remind people that we're listening to Talk Cosmos at 1150 KKNW radio station based in Seattle. If anybody's outside of Seattle and wonders about the time zone but the Pacific, here and John Talevich is my wonderful guest tonight. He's located in Southern California. His office is in Sierra Madre. You can check all those details online at our website, which is talkcosmos.com. We have a schedule for every Saturday and a way to connect with John if you're interested in the Peace Project. He could certainly facilitate that or want to discuss with him, but I wanted to get that out before the end of the show, which we still have several minutes left of, but it's good timing. In fact, I think, no, we don't need to take a break. Okay, hi, John. I'm back. Hi,
1: Susan Rose.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, so, thinking about the Flow, the unification the sustaining element I know we talked about st- sustaining element you know that like you were bringing up that in the Hindu of Brahma Bra- uh, has, Vishnu yes 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 Shiva yes <clears throat> that that too is another mm-hmm.
1: distinction
0: mm-hmm. of this motion because mm-hmm. we came from the motion we have the fixed sustaining mm-hmm. of Taurus Ahead we go, which won't be for a few weeks, into the flexible, mutable energy. Mm -hmm. And in that fixation, of course, great purpose can evolve. We can make great form, not only with our life, but in our creations, our resources. And for our self-reliance, all of these are Tarian issues. And I guess I brought those three Hindu elements because you have quite a bit of thoughts, too, I think, just how it relates and our belonging and and consciousness.
1: Yeah, I think appreciating those three aspects gives us a perspective that is different than what we might typically like. We would like to stay in Vishnu, wouldn't we? and
0: Vishnu is if you if you tell me
1: we'd like to live forever. A lot of us would love to live forever.
0: Oh, I see. The stability. The uh yeah. Oh yeah,
1: we don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't want to get sheled. We don't want to get broken down, reabsorbed, you know, repurposed. We're just getting comfortable here. So, a lot of our energy is spent on being attached to the idea of oh, staying youthful as one of the uh, the aspects of attachment to a certain fixed set of ideas that doesn't allow for uh, the normal processes to, to move in a, in a way that's appropriate. Um, who knows? Maybe someday uh, one of the more creative expressions that we will do in Vishnu will be to figure out how to live forever and uh, make good use of it. I don't know.
0: Well, it is that purpose. That's absolutely right, getting back to intention and purpose. And I think that's the wisdom of age, though. It is such a big adjustment to focus on repurposed intention, how to use what we know in such a way that it still gives us life. And... And that's, again, where we have different aspects of ourselves that we can use because, again, Taurus, since we're talking about kind of threading it through that lens of astrology, Mm -hmm. the second house with Mm -hmm. Venus at the helm of it, that's telling us to love ourselves rather than think of, because it's abundance. Love is abundance. You know, it's like the grades, not grades, blades of grass growing in the field, Mm -hmm. the sun keeps pouring down and life keeps Mm -hmm. regenerating on this earth so learning what resources we can use to reflect our life for our own perhaps uh, self-contentment because Mm -hmm. again that is very that really does exemplify the, the pureness of Taurus in its best form is satisfied with that life form. And that's Mm -hmm. an
1: important feature. That is huge, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think um, from a very early age, we're conditioned to believe that we aren't essentially whole. We're not enough. And that we need to become or get more than we are with the promise that that will take care of the sense of loss that we experience by believing that we aren't enough. So we're, we, we remain hungry and um, we, we strive for something that we um, already have within our own experience.
0: Which leads me back to body work as one avenue to get mm-hmm. in touch with what we do own because mm-hmm. we own our body we own our resources mm-hmm. of all our senses mm-hmm. of our talents of our abilities we've spoken of art but there's music mm-hmm. which is also another language of this mm-hmm. of, of, but but also uh, so unifying the body mm-hmm. with the mind and the heart mm-hmm. of spirit and then Expressing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, One of the aspects that we are, all practitioners of the healing arts are dealing with um, is burnout. And people are exhausted. And in particular, we look at it as a... A complex of physical problems that creates a state of distress. We call it the red zone. And when you're in the red zone, you're not in a very creative space. You're in a survival space. So the higher spiritual order is not flowing through you. And so the job of all healthcare practitioners, all people um, that are officially working as doctors and healers is to move people out of that red zone so they can become more comfortable. But one of the things I see um, in the work that we do is we do a series of lab tests that gives you an idea of how far in the tank you are. And if a person's really exhausted, more often than not, there's something about their personal belief system that's running way too hot. And upon reflection, they're trying way too hard. And so we might offer something really simple, like an affirmation, um, like, I'm enough. And at first, it sounds almost too simplistic. But what if you were? Yes. What if you do awesome. what? And so we combine it with body work. So we may have that person be mindful when that headache starts or their stomach is upset or they're agitated, just to take that hand and rub the chest and breathe and just relax and say to themselves, I'm enough. That's self-care, that's self-attention. And it's organic, it's done right up front and the person is doing it herself. And that moves the person out of an adrenalized state, uh, a stress state into a receptive state. And over time, you can train your body to prefer to be in that state of unconditional trust in what we're describing, I believe, as our innate design. We can trust our instinctive heritage, that we can trust that the form that we've been given and are inhabiting uh, will sustain us. But when we're in a state of defense, when we're at war being chased by... Four leggeds. Um, historically, uh, we can't we can't experience that, and so um, it's it's necessary to down regulate the constant striving to be more than what we already are.
0: I like yes. In fact, because we have a couple of minutes here, John, you've been just fantastic. That receptive state. Is the yin of Taurus. It mm-hmm. is that love receiving. The survival is mm-hmm. the factor of Taurus wanting to exist. And nature, I'm coming back to nature. Mm-hmm. We're so mis well, some of us are not. We but if we focus on nature, that that sense of growth and that balance of, that also uh it, it really serves to to uh, give us the strength and it, whether it's because the, the sunset comes up, the sunrise mm-hmm. we see uh, the beauty of nature within the moment even a storm has its dynamic parts and it's all this 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 interaction so much art even reflects it. John, I have loved this. I'm going to have to sign off. Next week, we have... But first, I need to thank John Talevich, D-O, in Sierra Madre. Next week, we have Petra Tauschert. And she is an astrologer living in Southern California and a master gardener. And we will talk about cyber currencies and growth and many marvelous things. Thank you. This is... 1150 KKNW Talk Cosmos. Check out our archives. Go to our site. Thank you. Thank Thank you.